This is Dr. Jonathan Shaw. I want to thank you for tuning in to Crown Ministries Podcast today. We hope that this message transforms you and encourages you to pursue God's presence in a greater way. Enjoy the message. Amen. Thank you for your patience. And the word of the Lord reads, Then came the daughters of Zelophehad, the son of Hepher, the son of Gilead, the son of Maker, the son of Manasseh, of the families of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, and these are the names of his daughters, Mela, Noah, and, and Hagla, and Milcah, and Terzah. And they stood before Moses and before Eleazar, the priest, and before the princesses and all the congregation by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, saying, Our father died in the wilderness, and he was not in the company of them that gathered themselves together against the Lord in the company of Korah, but died in his own sin and had no sons. Why should the name of our father be done away? from among his people because he hath no son. Give unto us therefore a possession among the brethren of our father. And Moses brought their cause before the Lord. And the Lord spake unto Moses saying, the daughters of Zelophehad speak right. Thou shalt surely give them a possession of an inheritance among their father's brethren, and thou shalt cause the inheritance of their father to pass unto them. And the Lord and thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If a man die and have no son, then ye shall cause his inheritance to pass unto his daughter. And if he have no daughter, then ye shall give his inheritance unto his brethren. The word of the Lord is blessed. I want to talk to you a few moments from a sermon entitled, Sister, Rise Up. Sisters, rise up. Amen. You can have your seats. It is awesome to see family on my father's side here today. Amen. And I bless God for the wonderful surprise. Um, some of you may not know, and some of you may know, I am um, one of four girls to Ellis and Tommy Billings. And some of you already know that we four are very, very close. As a matter of fact, I come from a very close-knit family. All of you know my mother. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> But you don't know my dad. You never met my dad. My dad was tall, he was quiet, he was funny, and he worked very hard. Some of you heard in a sermon I preached not too long ago that my dad worked for the New York City Transit. But in 1997, I lost my dad. I lost my dad to a massive heart attack while he was on vacation. My dad even fought in World War II, and he came back home. So this particular episode was of course unexpected. It happened suddenly and I know it may sound like I'm starting this off sad but I'm going somewhere. Neither one of us, none of my sisters, my mother, we never expected this. He left to go away on vacation but no one thought that he wouldn't return. Just a few months prior, back in that month of April, 
um, we had just given them a surprise 50th wedding banquet and our families came from all over, right, Sonia? They came from everywhere and it was a big surprise. We blindfolded my father and my mother. We got them in a limousine and my father said, where are we going? We said, we're going out to dinner. He said, well, why you got to blindfold me? He very slow. Why you got the blind? Y'all up to no good. What? What y'all doing? Y'all know Uncle Ellis, right? Uncle Ellis, what y'all doing? Why are you doing all that? I said, Daddy, come on, we going shopping. I'm going to get you a suit. Oh, I got to wear a suit. Mommy got to get you a dress. Well, where are we going? D don't worry about it. Just get in the car. And, and we had wonderful time. And people came all over. They renewed their vows. We danced the night away. Me and my father loved to dance. Me and my father were on the dance floor. We danced. We were all daddy's girls, all of us. We were daddy's girls. Phyllis would think that she was a number one daddy's girl, but um, we were all still daddy's girls. My sisters and I actually were actually preparing to meet our parents in Virginia um, because I was over the family the family reunion committee, and um, I stayed in Brooklyn with my sister Dorothy. She had just had my niece Evie, and, and Phyllis was at home, and my parents were down south, and we said, okay, what we'll do is we're going to check out some hotels in Virginia, and so what we'll do is y'all drive from South Carolina, and we'll drive from New York, and we'll go check out the hotels together that weekend. And so um, I went over to Dorothy's house, and um, we were there, and um, getting ready for bed, and all of a sudden, I get a phone call. And uh, my cousin called, and he said, you know, don't worry, but um, right now, your father isn't breathing. And I'm like, okay, I'm the one that gets this call. And that call changed our life. I, the youngest one, answers the phone and receives this disturbing news, and now i got to figure out how I'm going to be strategic and telling my sisters I need them to come to the house. So I first called Phyllis and I say, Phyllis, I said, where's Jimmy? She said, he's asleep. I said, can you tell him to bring you over to mommy's house? She said, for what? I said, can you just come on over? She said, fine, little girl, I'm coming. Y'all know my sister, right? Then I called Jeanette and I said, where's Cliff? She said, he's right here. I said, I need y'all to come over to mommy's house. She said, aren't we leaving? I said, yeah, I know, but just come over now. I need you to come over. They just listened. They just came. They didn't really know. They know nothing. But Dorothy was there with me, you know, and she's like, what was going on the phone? I said, oh, nothing. She said, who are you talking to? I said, oh, it's nothing. It's nothing. I just, you know, got to take care of something. Boom, the doorbell rings, and Phyllis and Jeanette come in. And she said, why, why are they there? I said, I called them. I asked them to come over. She said, but we're leaving at 5 in the morning. Why are they here now? I said, don't worry. About it. I just asked them to come. And they're like, why are we here? And so the phone rings again, and I get the news. I get the news, and um, I had to tell my sisters that daddy's not here no more. I spoke to my father twice that day before. Daddy, what you doing? I ain't doing nothing. Why you keep calling? I said, because I miss you. What's going on? What you doing? You know, I'm always down south with you. you, what you what's going on? And he said, no, don't, don't worry about it. I'm down at the shop. I'm hanging out with Bubby. I'm having a good time. Where mommy? Hanging out somewhere. I don't know where Tom and Jane is. <laughs> Talked to him twice that day. And I was like, okay. All right. Got to tell my sisters what's going on. 
my sisters and I now are going to pull together and prepare to bring home our father to send him home. My daddy, he had a will, and he made sure when he left this earth, he left something to his five girls. I heard me say four daughters, but he had to make sure that his fifth girl, Tama Jane, was taken care of. We didn't fight over everything or ask why did she get this and why did I get that. Everything was already set in order for each of us, which brings me to this particular story that has some similarities. I just want to first look at chapter 26 where God tells Moses to take a census and divide the land for an inheritance. The first census happened in Numbers, the first chapter, for the first generation that came out of Egypt. The second census is for those who will enter the promised land. The count was to keep track of the males eligible for serving in the army and to help divvy up the land that they were able to invade and conquer between the various tribes and clan and families. In other words, uh, God says to Moses, share out the possession of the land and give it to those we call the children of Israel. So what we see here is Moses describing or distributing land that Israel doesn't even possess yet. God is getting them prepared for what's about to come in their life. In other words, God wants them to act like they already got it. Y'all ain't there yet, but I'm here. Act like you see it. Come on now. Act like you can touch it. Walk like you got it. You got to act like it's yours. You got to your faith because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You got to see it before you see it in this season. And so Moses, he begins to distribute the land and it looks little like this. It goes from God to Moses and Moses to the tribe and from the tribe to the clan and from the clan to the family and from the family to the father and from the father to the sons. Can you see what I'm saying? It comes from God to Moses, from Moses to the tribe, from the tribe to the clan, from the clan to the family, from the family to the father, from the father to the son. You see how they distribute all of this. This is how they're doing it. And uh, uh, we have the Gershites and the Kahoites, or whatever, how you pronounce these things. And the Merorites and the Libnites and the Herb Hebronites and the Melites and the Mushites and the Korathites. And it goes on and on and on. Y'all understand what I'm saying? But when Moses is done, those that were numbered of them were 23,000, all males from a month old and up, all men. If you look and read for yourself, you will not hear mention of a woman. So if we look at chapter 26, you probably wonder, where do we ladies fit in? <laughs> but I come to tell you, don't worry about chapter 26. Let's talk about chapter 27. Because the first thing that stands out in chapter 27 for me, here it goes, it starts out with by saying, then came the daughters of Zalophi had. Then came the 
women on the rise. Then came the daughters of Crown Ministries. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Then came the woman in the background. Don't cry because they didn't mention you in chapter 26. They didn't need to mention you in chapter 26 because the new chapter starts with you. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor this new chapter starts with you. You're going from overlooked to being overbooked because eyes have not seen neither have is heard neither has it entered the heart of men what shall be come on high five your neighbor that's sitting next to you and tell your neighbor sister you coming up Come on, tell them, sister, get out of chapter 26 and get on over to chapter 27. Because you got to change the page. You got to turn the chapter. You got to come out from what was to what will be. Come on, high five your neighbor. Say, neighbor, get out of what was and go to what will be. There's something that is waiting for you in chapter 27. In chapter 27, you are about to be the head and not the tail. Come on, what's coming is better than what's been. Somebody shout, after chapter 27. The word then is a very powerful word. Look at how it connects chapter 26 and 27. All that took place in 26 is then connected with this one word of then. Then means something is about to happen. Come on, somebody say step into your then. It's your moment. It's your season. It's your opportunity. Come on for you to step into your then. You've watched everybody else get blessed. You've been waiting, but now is the time for your then. Shout then. Then came the daughter's of Zelophehad. This right here is a perfect example that says timing is everything. Somebody say timing is everything. There are moments when it's your time, but it's not your turn. But then there's time when it's your turn and it's not your time. I just want to know what you're going to do when it's your time and your turn. High five your neighbor and ask your neighbor, your sister, girl, fellas, listen in. What you going to do when it's your time and your turn? When it's your time and your turn. What God has for me it is for me, and I come to let you know, devil, you ain't got nothing that's going to block what God has for me. It's your time. It's your time for miracles. It's your turn. It's your time for blessings. It's your time for then. Oh, now, let's look again. Let's look again at this as I move on from here. Um, then came, I said again, then came, then came the daughters of Zelophehad. I've also... Uh, got something else from this very word. It shows how these daughters came. It shows their attitude. There was no negative description on how they came. You've got to understand that your attitude will determine your altitude. Whenever you have the right attitude, God can trust you with what he's about to give you. Oh, my God, 
a stink face, you got a stink attitude, and you expect God to give you something. I want to know what's your attitude when you go to God. Oh, you got your nose turned up because he didn't bless you. What is your attitude? Because your attitude will determine your altitude. Oh, yes. So stop asking for things with a bad attitude. No one likes to have a conversation with people that got bad attitudes. Uh, as I move on from here, and I'm going to almost be through in a couple of moments. As we read, then came the daughters of Zelophehad. It goes on to say, the sons of, the sons of, and I'm not saying all those names, uh, the sons of, the sons of, the sons of, uh, prophetess, the families of, and these are the names of the daughters. All through the scripture we see son, 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 and then now we see daughters. I know that uh, uh, would be make you very worrisome, but listen ladies, you don't have to change the format. You don't have to change anything. You don't even have to move your place in line. I come to tell you just to hold on because there's an inheritance for the daughters. Again, I say, then came the daughters of Zelophehad, then came the five sisters, then came the four daughters. Can you do me a favor? Just I need your audience participation, but can you have five, four sisters that are around you and tell them the five of us is about to get blessed? Uh-huh. I need you to say it like you really understand it. Come on. Tell them the five of us are about to get blessed. I have a sneaky suspicion that something is about about to happen. You just wait and see. They counted us out. It looked like we were overlooked. But when I get blessed, you get blessed. When I get delivered, you get delivered. When I get healed, you get healed. When I get my breakthrough, you get your breakthrough. When I get my favor, you get your favor. When I get my peace, you get your peace. When I get joy you get your joy when I come out you come out just like that high five your neighbor when I get mine you get yours when I get mine you get yours and and so we understand and we see that Moses is handing out the land in chapter 26 Moses hands it to the tribe the tribe hands it to the family. The family hands it to the father. And the father hands it to the son. Moses gets it from God. He hands it to the tribe. The tribe to the family. From the family to the father. From the father to the son. Moses gets it and he hands it to the tribe. From the tribe to the family. From the family to the father. And from the father to the son. Understand when this distribution takes place. It's done with the mindset that it will go from another son to another son. Uh -huh. It goes from a son to a son. The women were not regarded as being equal to men. So it would appear that the land in milk and honey was only available to men and not women. The way that the flow of things were supposed to go, it should be after the son, there should be another son. But look what happens here. God inserts a woman in the lineup. God inserts a woman right there. He not only puts 
mercy. God inserts the number of grace. This is the year for you to receive a ridiculous grace on your life. Everywhere you go, everywhere you turn, everywhere you put your foot, somebody shout grace. Grace is all around me. Grace is in front of me. Grace is behind me. Everywhere I go, somebody shout grace. Grace, grace, y'all with me? Again, remember timing is everything. There are few things that you must factor in before you go asking for stuff that you shouldn't even be asking for. Oh, you got to go a certain way. You asking for stuff that's not heard of. You asking for stuff that's not normal. You asking for stuff. You got to factor in some things because under normal circumstances, what you asking for, oh my God, should be out of the question. Come on, you already know the answer. But these daughters came anyway. They didn't expect, they didn't know what to expect, but they got together and came anyway, Sister Penn. Oh my God. We see five women, we see five daughters, and they come. Five women with different names, five women with different personalities, five women with different shapes, five women with different attitudes, five women with different sizes. They look different, they got different personalities, but somebody say they came together. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody. I'm trying to help somebody. Uh, five women, five different women. Ah, oh, my God. We can all be related. We can all be sisters. But there's something different about each one of my sisters. Oh, my God. In my family, Jeanette is the quiet one. They say Phyllis is the crazy one. They say I'm the calm one. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And they say, don't look at me crazy, Jonathan Jr. Get out that hallway, son. And they say that Dorothy was will do anything for anybody. We are all different, but we come together. Oh, yes. We come together. You've got to understand in this season, there is no competition. I'm not here to compete with you because we all sisters. Do I have anybody in here that ain't concerned with no competing with one another? I can't stand women that want to compete. It ain't about you and it ain't about me. All the glory belongs to God. If we can just get together on one accord, come on, one can change a thousand, two can chase 10,000 but how many can five chase away if I can just get five sisters to touch and agree what you say in here high five your sister and say sister rise up rise up we got to come together we got to learn how to celebrate each other because God don't have a problem with blessing you especially when we're together these daughters God have mercy. I'm trying to preach here. Mother Shaw, these daughters understand they have a promise from God. These daughters were facing a dilemma. Their father has perished in the wilderness along with everyone else from his generation. Their father died without a male heir. These five daughters were at risk of losing the family inheritance 
and uh, any means of support. So I had to act fast. Mela, Noah, Hagla, Milka, and Terza come to Jesus, come to Moses rather, but they came together. They came together. Come on, somebody say, we're stronger together. There was no Milka come or just Noah come or Hagla come. There was none of that. You get the idea? But they rose together. And they come to Moses respecting his authority. In other words, they knew who they had to go to. And they presented their issue to Moses. And now Moses is going to have to present their issue to God. Here you have these daughters petitioning something that was not heard of. Or, uh, and yet they still asked. <laughs> and Moses could have sent them away. But if they are going to get what they wanted... They must allow Moses to now be their advocate. <laughs> they, they, they need Moses to advocate for them. You got to make sure you got the right Moses in your life uh, that will go to God on your behalf. Uh, but now listen here. If you're going to go to Moses, you got to have some information about who you are. I'm gone past the whole day. You got to have some information. See, I'm the daughter of Ellis Billings. I know my daddy. I know my, my daddy what came from. I know where he was raised. I know where he lived. I know where he worked. I know what he looked like. I knew what he liked and I knew what he didn't like. As a matter of fact, his name is on my birth certificate. But if none of that works, I got his blood. If having all that history don't work, I got his blood. I've got his DNA. Come on, you can test my blood and you'll see that I am the daughter of Ellis Billings from Clio, South Carolina. It's in the blood. What makes these daughters so powerful is what they know. And they know their history. They know things about their father. They know what went down to bring them to this point. They know they have rights to an inheritance. And they go to Moses with something. Don't just come telling me stuff. You got to prove to me who you are. Nobody ever can come to me and say that they are the child of Ellis Billings. They just can't tell me that because I know my daddy. So say whatever you want to, but what's your history? What do you know? And do you have his blood? Is his name on your birth certificate? Do you have evidence? These daughters have evidence about their family tree. They got evidence about their genealogy. And here we go, verse 2. The word says, And they stood before Moses and before Eleazar, the priests, and before the princes and all the congregation, saying, They stood by the door before Christ came. The only access was by the door. 
Is there anybody in here with the Holy Ghost imagination? Come on, y'all. That can see that the door has just been kicked open for you? Just, just use your Holy Ghost imagination. Just you. Can you see that the door has been open for you? What you've been standing here for, the door is open. Huh? You need to walk through the door if you're going to get what belongs to you. Huh? It's time to go places that you ain't never been before. These daughters, they stood at the door, and they began to share their history. They began to tell all about what they knew. And what happens in verse 3? They say, our father died in the wilderness, and he is not of the company of them that gathered themselves together against the Lord in the company of Korah. Now, y'all remember, there were those sons of Korah. I believe it's chapter 16. Sons of Korah that didn't like jo the job that Moses was doing. And, 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 and they came against Moses. And Moses went and told God, he said, there are 250 of them outside of the camp that don't like the job that I'm doing. There are 250 of them that don't like the things that I'm doing. They don't like how I'm running things. So no matter how well you do your job and you get your who you get your instructions from, there's always somebody that has a problem with how well you do your job. Come on. Even when you're getting your directions from God, God told Moses, God told Moses, God communicates from Moses and he says Moses don't say nothing Moses don't say nothing Moses don't do nothing don't you send an email don't you send a text don't you leave a voicemail don't you send a letter come on don't send a subliminal message on Facebook don't you say nothing. Don't get on Instagram. Don't tell a teletype. Don't tell nobody. Don't share it with no, don't say nothing. Don't put your mouth on it. Just move out the way. Moses, all I want you to do is move out the way. You got to get to the place that you just curse. Close your mouth. Don't say nothing because you, first of all, can't fix it. If God told you to do something, you do what God say. If they don't like what God told you to do, then that's their problem. And have them tear the page out and talk to God about it. But when God tell you to move out the way, listen, you better move out the way. He said, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Because God is about to shut them up. But the devil meant for evil. God meant for your good. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, come on, turn around and tell him, God meant it for your good. God meant it for your good. Our problem, beloved, is, is that we want to continue to explain why we do what we do, especially if God is directing us and folk don't understand. You could be or do the best of the best, but there'll always be somebody that doesn't like it. So when we look at here at chapter 20, at chapter 16 about what happens, God swallows up 
250 sons of Korah. You don't have to respond to your haters. You don't have to say anything. Let's see this again now. The daughters begin to explain to Moses and Eleazar and the priests, and they say, our father wasn't of them. He had his own sin. But he wasn't a part of that crew. He wasn't a part of the people that talked bad about Moses and about the direction that you were taking us. He, he, he wasn't a part of that crew. <laughs> See, y'all need to start separating yourself from the crew that's talking. And they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, but, but listen, but most importantly, our dad died. And he had no sons. Now, all of that is important, but what's mostly important? Our dad died, and he had no sons. See, all of that is important, but, but I want you to understand he had no sons. So can we work this text here in verse 4? Why should the name, why should the name of our father be done away from among his family because he only had girls? Why should our father's inheritance go to waste because he has no girls, no sons? Because he had girls. How do you know he didn't try to have a boy? Oh, y'all, that, that went under the radar right there. How do you know he didn't try to have boys because he had five girls? He was trying. Oh, oh I'm just saying. Right? He tried, but he stopped at five. How you know he didn't try? But 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 these daughters, these five daughters rose up and presented their case and they asked them, he says, uh, and that they be given their father's possessions. They are saying, based on how our daddy died, we are standing in the possession, on the position of our father. And now look at their motive for asking. They aren't just asking for themselves to get something. They don't just want their father's name to be lost because he had no sons. Who's going to carry on the name? Who's going to carry on the legacy? Who's going to keep things going so that people will remember who our daddy was? And in verse 5 it says, oh, this is going to bless your life. It says, and Moses brought their case before the Lord. And the Lord spake unto Moses. The Lord spoke back to him. Yes. And he says, the daughters of Zelophehad. The daughters of Zelophehad. Y'all heard what I said? The daughters of Zelophehad he said the daughters of Zelophe had are right now when God says you're right you're right and it doesn't matter what everybody else says pull your sister by the hand and tell them what God says about me is more better than anything anybody else has to say I'm rising up. I'm rising up to get mine. I'm rising up and taking my place because nothing is going to get in my way. What God has for me, it is for me. What God says is 
more important than what you say. Women, we are rising up to be all God says that we are to be. I know I've been asking you to high five your neighbor, but can you do it just one more time for me and high five your sister and say rise up. The Lord says to the daughters of Crown Ministries, the Lord says to the daughters of Crown Ministries, the Lord says to the daughters of Crown Ministries, Ah, you speak right. I meant the Lord says to the daughters of Zelophehad, you speak right. Not only does God say they are right, he doesn't just say they are right and leave it there. He inserts a clause for the pause. He inserts a clause for this very cause. So God doesn't do something else in just in case this ever happens again. God says not only are they getting what belongs to them, not only will they have the possession of their father's inheritance, but if a man dies and he ain't got no sons, I know I'm talking Ebonics, but ain't sounds good right there. Oh my God. And he ain't got no sons. Give her or him his inheritance to his daughters. My daddy had four girls. But what I didn't tell you is that he also had a son. But his son died before he did. My brother was also named in the will. But since he passed away, his inheritance went to his daughter because he too had no son tell your neighbor God set it up to make sure you get what belongs to you now look at your spiritual imagination just for a moment can I get five ladies to meet me right here come on five ladies come on five ladies I just need five just five just five I need five ladies to come here oh my god can I have that right there Sydney oh I need one more thank you so much hallelujah I gotta show you this I know that it's heavy but what happens here God gets to bless the five daughters and this is what I want y'all to do you're about to get your inheritance and it don't matter which sister gets it first we're gonna celebrate each sister that gets the inheritance then we're gonna pass the inheritance down to each sister and each sister's gonna bless God for the sister that gets the inheritance here's the inheritance daughter receive the inheritance receive the inheritance y'all ain't excited enough I'll get y'all up here if you want but pass the inheritance be excited for your sister I need enthusiasm in this place we celebrate our sister pass it to the next sister hallelujah my sister's being blessed my sister's being blessed i just want to know keep passing it my question to you is what would be your posture where god is blessing your sister first y'all too quiet what's gonna be your posture when god blesses your sister first even when the inheritance is being handed out give your sister the inheritance oh my god pull on your sister and say sister i 
inheritance. You don't want no lightweight inheritance. You need a weighty inheritance. You need a weighty inheritance. You need a weighty inheritance. An inheritance that's going to go with you in the long run. An inheritance that's going to stay with you. An inheritance you're looking around. But the inheritance is being passed around to your sister. She had to 
hands uh, given to everybody else. Uh, but God, uh, pull back in uh, to Pastor Murderholder. Uh, pull back in uh, to our life. Uh, strengthen our days. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, touch our body uh, from the crown of our head uh, to the sole of our feet. Uh, do it, Lord. Uh, do it, Lord. Uh, switch up. When y'all finish praying for her and y'all finish with that fifth person, I want to see y'all go up in the praise. Come on, pray. 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 Do it, Lord. You know what she's in need of. Do it, Lord. You know what she needs. Come on. Cry loud and spin out. Cry loud and spin out. Cry loud. Cry loud. Cry loud. Cry loud. Come on. Here we go. Give God a prize. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, I would love for you to do two things. One, subscribe to our show so you can receive notification of our most recent messages. Also, if this message has impacted you, you can click the link in the description and you can give now. We'll connect with you next time on Crown Ministries Podcast.